Welcome to the 91st episode of the Free Pizza Podcast. Today's guest is Russell Huffman, a cinematographer. Enjoy. Free Pizza, your platform for creatives. And today we have the one and only Russell Huffman. What's up, dude? What's going on, man? Thank you so much for uh, doing this because uh, for some reason when we got back from Wilmington, when we initially did your interview, the technology guys were not on our side because it absolutely messed up and the file corrupted and somehow got deleted. So we, we're doing it again. So here we are. All right, man. No worries. Gotcha. Having gotcha. some fun. Yes. And you are a DP, right? Uh, correct. Perfect. And as a director of photography, for those who um, don't know what that means, um, also cinematographer and your photographer as well. So you're all the things visual. <laughs> um, it's cool. So tell us where that got started for you. Um, so I've been around cameras my whole life. Um, my aunt always was taking pictures and her one of her friends, uh, family friends, always had cameras around. So we grew up. Uh, Actually, just went back home to visit family, and like we were looking through all the old photographs, and I found a picture of me from like 2004, where they got me my first like video camera, and it was one of those little Hot Wheels like action cams that you just plugged <laughs> right into the VCR, and it like filmed to a tape. So that was cool, finding that like where it all started, and yeah, just been around cameras my whole life. Uh, grew up skateboarding as well, so. Somebody in the group had to be the filmer, and it was me because I wasn't that good at skateboarding. <laughs> so that's amazing. So you you mostly did back then a lot of skateboarding and his family stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. So when did you get, I guess, into it as far as like taking it a little bit more seriously? Was it with the skateboarding stuff? Was it the family stuff? Or what kind of led you down that path of taking it um, super seriously? Uh, so actually, in high school, I stopped skating for a little bit and kind of got away from it and uh, got into music for a little bit, played drums a lot. And then college was like rolling around, didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, went to UNCG for a year and a half and um, started with a major in communications. And I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do with this. And uh, I just switched my major to the media studies because I just like had an epiphany like dude you love movies you love like cameras uh why don't you just major in like filmmaking and then ended up coming home for a semester and after that semester I moved down to Wilmington because I had already decided movies is what I wanted to do Mm -hmm. so uh was looking around I knew Wilmington had like a huge film scene and at that point, I was like, I'm probably not going back to university just for financial reasons and looked into Cape Fear, and their film program was uh, just, like, awesome on paper. So I came down here one weekend, like, took my placement tests, and then ended up moving here and did my film program at uh, Cape Fear Community College. And it was, like, one of the best experiences of my life, for sure, like, the education I got there was invaluable. Absolutely. And Cape Fear is a phenomenal community college out in Wilmington, for those who don't know um, what that is. Um, I have a lot of friends who go there for a variety of different things. But obviously at the time when you went, um, uh, what's the 
the film industry, it was still there when you went, right? Uh, I was there like my first semester. So at this point, I'm still like pretty green. I know my way around a camera a little bit, but I like don't know anything about being on set. And then, you know, I got a semester under my belt and got on some student sets and was like, now I can like maybe PA or something on some of the shows in town. And the head of our department was just like, you guys that want to do this really like need to make sure that you want to do it because everything just left. Like there's not shit in town going on anymore. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ah, damn, that sucks, dude. Cause I just moved here expecting to like get out of school and there still be a booming industry, but that just wasn't the case. Absolutely. So how, tell us how that was when you heard the news that they were leaving, like did a lot change or did it kind of, Obviously, the teacher kind of gave you a warning, which is really cool of him. But um, as far as the uh, subject matter and, like, the tools you use and, you know, whatever, did that change a lot when you were there, or did it kind of, like, stay the same? Uh, no, like, the curriculum pretty much stayed the same. Um, honestly, it got, like, better as I went on just because they tried to stay current with what was happening on sets, like, the equipment they were using and, you know, just so, like, when we left there, we wouldn't be, like, idiots out there, you know? So, uh, I started off, you take, like, their classes are awesome because it's just, like, camera one and camera two. There's, like, a production sound class, a sound class for, like, post-production. So, you, like, score, learn how to score movies and put sound effects in. And there's, like, an editing class and a grip and electrical class. There's two of those. So, everything... Like, any position you want to learn on set, they have a class for. So you start off camera one, you, like, walk in the first day, and they just, like, give you a DSLR, and it's like, this is how you set the white balance, this is how you do the shutter speed, uh, this is what an aperture is, go out, here's your first project, uh, figure it out, if you have any questions, ask us. So pretty much first day of class, we got a camera in our hands, and then, like, you know, we got doing projects on the DSLRs, got pretty good at those, and then they, like, introduced us to the Blackmagic cinema cameras. Mm-hmm. And then my first year, even, uh, we pulled out, it's pretty dated now, but we have a red one at the campus, which is the first red camera that ever came out. So, like, we spent five years or two just, like, putting it together, figuring out where the monitor goes, what this dongle plugs into, like, how to mount the lenses, how to mount the map boxes. And then we ended up shooting, I mean, it wasn't anything spectacular, but we like took it to a Biza nightclub downtown <laughs> and like shot something in there. So that's awesome. Yeah, my time there, I like learned a lot about a lot of different camera systems. We would like also have the opportunity to like, if one of the production companies in town needed PAs or something, they would always ask us first, like the UNC or the Cape Fear students, because they knew that like we were getting like experience, like hands-on experience right out the gate, as opposed to like UNCW. They the first couple years there, they were really like focused on theory and stuff. Yeah, I know a bunch of people that like went through that program and said that they didn't really get to like play around with a lot of equipment or like you know learn the like how sets work and, like, the proper etiquette of being on set until they got a few years into the program. Oh, wow. So we would, like, get to work with, like, Port City Films or Lighthouse. Uh, 
actually worked on an ECU commercial for Lighthouse uh, Films. They, uh, one of the guys that works there was an ECU alumni, so they like shot one of their football hype videos out on the beach, and we like worked on that. It was it was awesome. We had like special effects guy out there, like lighting stuff on fire, and <laughs> we had the pirate with his like sword and gun, and it was pretty sweet. That's amazing. I love how it seems like they were very kind of loose with their curriculum, but I mean, obviously very hands-on. I mean, having a camera as soon as you get into the program is pretty amazing. I'm sure you were very overwhelmed when you were saw the equipment and stuff they had available at the school. Oh, yeah. That was like the first time I had ever touched a DSLR, except, you know, friends in high school would have one, and I would like pop off a few shots, but like I didn't know how to set anything. Yeah. So. I figured going in that, like, that's what we were going to start off first, so I, like, did a little bit of research, so I didn't look like a complete idiot on the first day of class. <laughs> an aperture is, and I was like, oh, well, I do. Who knows what this is? I'm like, yeah, I know what it is, but I don't know how to, like, adjust it on that camera. Absolutely. And it's, it's I think if I were in that class, like, was it, was it, was it intimidating at all? Because I feel like I would be super intimidated by, like, just all that. Just all the stuff to know, because obviously going into it, you knew a little, little bit, but then you probably like, I mean, your world opened up in those classes. You're like, oh my God, this is so crazy. So were you ever like discouraged at all or just super scared of if it was going to actually work out? Um, Not really. Um, A bunch of the kids like going in were my age. So, you know, a bunch of them. Uh, I actually ended up going a year and a half out of high school, but a bunch of them were like, just fresh out of high school, so, like, they didn't know. And then community college, of course, you're going to have, like, people coming back for, like, career changes or they're, like, finally following their dreams. So, like, I tended to link up with the older people that, like, kind of already knew they wanted to do this and, like, may have been, like, side hustling, you know, like, so they, like, had a little bit of knowledge. Um, And, yeah, one of the guys I worked with my first year, we shot a pretty cool short, um, that was based off, uh, he had this, like, James Brown, like, action figure doll. <laughs> and we, like, shot a whole short film about how this dude was, like, obsessed with collectibles and he ended up buying that thing, but it was haunted, so it, like, killed him and all of his roommates. Oh, my God. The little James Brown doll, and that was cool. He got in a festival here. Um, so, yeah, I tend to, like, you know, pick the winners, I guess, and, like, work with them and learn from them, and then... It took me a while to get through the program, just, uh, you know, personal stuff. So I would, like, take time off and go back when I could. So, like, at the end of it, I was, like, one of the older kids, you know, that the new guys were coming in. And, like, I want to be in his group when we do group projects. Yes. So it was, like, kind of cool, you know, seeing that whole cycle. And then the last semester, the last two semesters, I ended up linking up with a group of a bunch of older dudes. But... Um, we like worked on a pretty cool, uh, web series, um, called Life Gone Wrong. We shot three episodes of it while we were in school and it was like the most fun I ever had working at school because they like, they all had their like specific roles they wanted to do. Um, my buddy Adrian DP'd it and he killed it. The guy that created like the whole concept, uh, directed it and like wrote all the scripts. He was an incredible and, like, everyone in our crew for that web series, like, 
what they were doing on set for class was like what they kind of wanted to do in the real world. So we were like running it like a real set and it was just like a good time. I was uh, in the camera department for a bunch of those. I wasn't DPing it, but it was like a sitcom kind of. So we would run multiple cameras on a few shots. So I would like get to run the other camera whenever we needed two of them. And then when there was only one camera, I was like, pulling focus for Adrian and like getting a bunch of camera assistant experience. Cause for a little bit, I thought that was what I wanted to do. Yeah. But so yeah, it was like, that was an awesome experience too. And then the guy that ended up coming up with the concept, we had like talked about finishing out the whole first season, but as soon as he graduated, landed a job in one of the production offices in Atlanta, working on like the goosebumps sequel or some shit. So yeah, took off which was awesome for him but i'm just like it would have been cool to like see it out to the end but the three episodes we have completed i'm like super proud of and everyone that worked on it's like super proud of it and our professors at school even like told a bunch of the first year students like the bar has been set for how we expect final projects to be and this is it so that was like awesome because like the head of our department is like he tries to be like such a hard ass he's like the nicest dude i've ever met but like he just like tries to intimidate the new kids and make them think he's a hard ass because he used to be like an ad in the 80s yeah like working back when shit was booming and just like hear him like praise us for our work and effort was like really cool that's sick oh my gosh i bet that felt like amazing getting that praise from a professor it was awesome. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So with these, the free piece of podcast is sponsored by Zipster, specializing in custom websites and local design. You don't have to lift a finger to look cool online. Visit Zipster.com and see what they can do for you. So I'm curious, with these projects, I mean, like, was he, were they pretty strict on how they, like, kind of graded to you guys or how did the professors really you know go into you know telling you how good or bad it was um so it depended on the class really like the editing projects they would give us specific things they wanted us to do um the content didn't really matter like as long as we were applying the techniques that they wanted us to do but the web series we worked on was like kind of like comprehensive. The last one we did was for uh, a bunch of us opted to graduate early. So we signed up for like an independent study. Okay. And we had to log like 200 hours of work on something. So that was the majority of it. And then a bunch of us like worked on other stuff outside of school. But that was kind of like the comprehensive final, I guess. So like they were like looking to see that everything was on point. So they were like, checking the the camera work, checking the editing, making sure the edit made sense, listening to the sound, like looking at the lighting, making sure everything was like lined up and in continuity with each other. So that was like probably the hardest thing we've been graded on. But most of the other stuff we would like learn a new concept or a new technique or a new, you know, way to do something every week and they'd be like we don't care what you shoot, just go out and shoot something and implement this in it. Okay. And then if we did, you know, you got an A, and if not, they'd be like, all right, well, this is what you did wrong. You can, like, reshoot another one, resubmit it. 
So it wasn't like super strict. They just wanted to make sure that like we understood why we were doing it and like what we were doing because that was like the only time we talked about theory really is like when they would tell us what we were learning that week and then whenever we would watch the projects after we turned them in is when we critique stuff because they didn't really like hammer that stuff into us. They wanted us to like get good with the equipment, the technical side of things. So, Wow. That's cool. I mean, it's good that they leave a lot of room for you guys to use your imagination. I think obviously that's where the best, the best creativity comes out. So that's cool that they uh, gave you all that freedom. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It was was great. How were you able to do 200 hours of, uh, uh, time for your, um, for your final? So that, um, took up a good bit of it. And then, my last semester, I was interning with um, one of my sound professors. He taught sound, but he's a camera guy, really. Um, he owns a business called Hindi Street Productions, so I was interning with them, and I would do anything from like going into the office and going through their Lightroom back catalog and pulling photos I thought would sell as stock photos and editing them and uploading them to stock websites, or I would like go out on set with them when they had jobs lined up. And, like, just fill in wherever I could. Um, I got to run camera a few times for them, but most of the time I was, like, gaffing and setting up lights or uh, setting up grip equipment. Uh, doing I did sound on some stuff, but yeah. pretty much wherever they needed me, I jumped in. And I was doing that, you know, a few days a week for pretty much the whole semester and then weekends. So That's that got, like, the rest of the time. Yeah, so some some grunt work, but also some you know obviously all beneficial, you know to what yeah. you what you're doing now. Um, so before we uh go away from the schooling, what would you say was part of the biggest challenge? Like, it was there a particular class that was kind of hard, or um, making concept uh uh concepts for your films? Like, what was the hardest part for you? Do you think? Oh, the hardest part for me is definitely the screenwriting class. I uh, ended up taking it twice. The first time I like took it online and. I'm just not good with online classes, and I just kind of fell off. But I'm just not a writer, dude. It's not my forte. (laughs) And the second time I took it, uh, the thing I turned in was complete dog shit. But I ended up passing the class, so it all worked out. But, yeah, screenwriting was definitely the hardest part. Like, all the other, like, techie, technical stuff I didn't really have problems with, like, editing down and grip and lighting and the camera stuff obviously but yeah i'm I'm not much of a a screenwriter by any means absolutely and i'm sure that i mean i'm sure there's a mandatory class which kind of sucks but i I think in every single major whatever it is that class you're just gonna hate yeah that was definitely it for me yeah awesome so um okay going uh after graduation um i'm sure you're stoked that you graduated and passed all your classes but obviously the challenge with that is you know finding and making work after that so how was it after you uh uh graduated um honestly it was pretty stagnant um i ended up taking a cooking job at the hospital mm-hmm. um just because i needed like health insurance i'm 26 uh and i'm a type 1 diabetic so okay. that could get expensive and um I was just so drained doing that. Uh, like, I knew that's not what I wanted to do. And, like, working 40 hours a week doing that just, like, takes a toll on you physically and mentally. So I, like, 
wasn't really shooting a lot, but uh, I mean, I've been like slowly getting back into it. Um, recently, I've been shooting more stills, uh, just like going out with 35 millimeter cameras and shooting a bunch of film. And then a bunch of my friends have graduated too, so I've like shot some grad photos for them and uh, just like finding odd jobs when I can. And I actually just started. A new job at a, like a s- embroidery and uh, screen printing shop. Yeah, it's like way better hours in the hospital. So I'll have like my weekends back and uh, just like a more set schedule. I'm just gonna like give me more time to like work on stuff I want to work on. And, you know, hopefully eventually make what I'm doing part time the full time gig. You know. Absolutely. Believe me, we're all in that struggle right now. <laughs> Jacob and us are both, or Jacob, Jacob and I are both in that, that bus. So we definitely understand where you're coming from with that. Um, so give us a little, because obviously you do stills too. So where, where, when did you um, really start doing like just photography work? Was that all throughout school or was that after or what? Um, it was like... Right when I got my DSLR, because whenever I started at Cape Fear, my parents got me a DSLR for Christmas, because they knew that, like, that's what we were, like, going to be working on for the first semester, and they were like, we just kind of want you to have your own thing, so you don't have to worry about school equipment breaking or, like, something being checked out, so I got that to use for school and just, like, started taking pictures with it, too, you know. Uh, At first, it was just, like, to help, you know, with, like, composition and lighting and framing and stuff and then slowly it turned into like you know I kind of like doing this this is fun and like now it's just like a way for me to like relax and be creative and like not have to worry about everything else because when you're shooting like motion pictures you know you got to worry about continuity in the scene lighting framing camera movement yeah going out and shooting stills it's just like you're capturing a moment in time absolutely and when you're doing when you're shooting stills or like work or you know for jobs like it's literally just like me finding stuff that i think is cool and shooting it and i don't have a deadline to like get this edited and turned in or like i don't have to collaborate with anyone else it's just like stuff that interests me oh yeah absolutely yeah like so now it's more like a a hobby i guess but Absolutely, but it's, I mean, it's still, you're still using your brain, you know, so that's a good thing. Um, I think that's what every creative needs to do is find something that's kind of different from their main passion, just kind of keep you on your toes and also give you a break from, you know, and not getting burnt out from that, that other thing. So I think photography is perfect. Yeah, absolutely, dude. And then, like, it's just, like, so nice. Like, now even if I'm, like, not getting a bunch of film gigs, working at this other job, can, like, come home from work and pick up my camera and, like, walk downtown and probably find something interesting to shoot. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Still, like, you know, with photography, you know, you can still, like, tell a story, which is essentially what I want to do with motion picture, but, like, you can, like, craft stories out of images and, like, build off, have images build off of each other. Yep. So, in a way, it's still, like me like staying sharp on the other side of things too but uh, it's also just something i like really enjoy doing now absolutely so as far as you go you doing your personal 
um, cinematography stuff, like, what do you like shooting the most when it comes to your personal stuff? Like, what stories do you like to tell? Um, honestly, I've been trying to break into the music video world. Okay. Um, there's a shit ton of music in Wilmington. Um, I don't necessarily like all of it, but there's, like, a huge market here for music videos. I just got to, like, kind of put my ego aside, I guess, and, like, you know, take the jobs I don't always necessarily want to. Yeah. Because, I mean, there's always, like, rappers trying to shoot music videos and, like, you know, garage bands and stuff. Um, but that's what I'm, like, trying to break into. I just haven't really found the collaborators yet because there's a bunch of, like, good music here that I like, too, but they have all, like, already got their video guy or whatever, you know? So it's like, well, they don't want to take a chance on me when they've got a guy already putting out content for them, you know? Oh, yeah. It's definitely, because it's, I mean, that's kind of the bad and good thing of of this industry is that it's getting to the point where it literally everyone does it. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, I mean, it's, not, it's I think creativity is great, and if a lot of people are in it, that's awesome. A lot of people see things a lot differently, so, you know, whatever, but it definitely makes it hard to, to make it a living. So I definitely yeah. feel you on that. So, um, well, as far as music videos, that's one thing, but do you like doing anything else or, you know, any other interests as far as, you know, video-wise? Um, I mean, I want to, like, jump into the music video thing and get good at that because I really want to work uh, commercial cinematography is where the money is yes. be made. Um, whenever I first, like, started going to Cape Fear and didn't know, like, how to turn on a red camera. Um, I found a podcast called The Wandering DP, and I would just, like, listen to that shit every night, dude. <laughs> and I didn't know what he was talking about. He's talking about, like, flying a 4x4 silk over here by this Kino Flow, and I was like, what the fuck is this dude talking about? But I just, like, <laughs> listened to it and listened to it, and then, like, we would learn about that stuff in class, and I would be like, dude, I know what you're talking about already. And the guy that hosts that is a commercial DP. He lives in Australia, and he was like, this is where the money's at, dude. You work, you get a job, you work, like, most of them are one-day shoes. Some of them are, like, two days. Yeah. You get a paycheck, and then you chill for a couple days, and somebody will call you and be like, hey, you want to work on this commercial for X product? And then you go do the same thing, and you get a paycheck. So that's what I'm like working towards, but there's, I don't know, there's really not a big commercial industry here. Um, there's a bunch of local businesses and stuff, but like you were saying, like everyone's a videographer or photographer now, like why would they pay me for like a full production when they can pay, you know, Joe, what's his name down the street, like $200 (laughs) for like the auto dealership commercials you see all over the television for like local local commercials you can definitely tell like there's a difference in the level of uh experience and just like what goes into the production for sure between like an actual fully produced commercial and then just uh my neighbor's got a camera and he said he would shoot a commercial for our flower shop yes I'm like in my head thinking about all the old commercials that you see when I grew up in High Point of like 
Uh, just yep. a variety of different audio, auto, audio, auto shops. Yep. Or um, car dealerships. Yes, dude. Just <laughs> I'm just like thinking about how like terrible those commercials were, and you saying that makes a lot of sense. Of you know actually hiring someone with a vision and hiring someone with I guess just a camera. So that's that's pretty hilarious. So yeah, I mean it's like. It's definitely a hard industry to break into, but that's kind of what I want to end up doing for a little bit. Um, I always like started out saying I wanted to shoot a feature, but that's like a lot of work, man. I just know I'm not get, like ready for that any anytime soon. Yeah. Like maybe day I want to do it again, but I think everyone wants to do that starting out. But like once you like start putting in the work and like realizing what it takes, like. It's just a lot going into that, especially from a DP's perspective, because you're like responsible for the camera department and the lighting department and the grip department. So oh, you have to make yeah. decisions for all three of those departments and work with the director and figure out what his vision is. And once you figure that out, you got to figure out how you're going to bring that from the page to the screen. And then once you do that, you got to make sure you get the right camera package and the right lighting package and make sure everything's like, it's just like so much work. Damn. And yeah. like doing that on a commercial, like one or two days. Yeah. It's going to be rough cause you only got one or two days and it's going to be like long days, but it's definitely doable. But I like couldn't imagine like working on a feature right now and having to do that for like three to six months straight. Just waking up, like figuring out where the lights are going to go for this scene and, did we get the right coverage for this? Did we get the close-up? Did we get the wide shot? Like, that's just so much stuff yeah. to, like, just too much to think about right now. Yeah, it's like, think about, like, I mean, I don't know, take Avengers, it just came out, the end game, like, being a three-hour-long movie, like, I'm thinking oh. of how long those days were. Yeah, and then on top of that, they got to do all the CGI stuff, too. Oh, my so God. they gotta, like, film in front of a green screen for that, and that's, like, a whole other, like, animal Oh. Like, yeah, my hat off to the Russo brothers because it was a fantastic movie. But yes, it was. I'm going to keep making the Marvel films, and I'm going to just try and make some music videos right now. <laughs> That's cool. I, I, I would love for, because we, we do have a, 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 a bunch of friends in Wilmington, so we might have to make some phone calls. Cause I think a lot of them would love to have you do their music videos. Oh, that'd be awesome, dude. Yes, under my way, man. Absolutely, absolutely. So, are there any plans for you to like maybe re relocate to a? Because you mentioned doing a commercial thing and not having a lot of work there for that. Do you think you'll move anywhere else in the future? Um, possibly. Uh, Atlanta's been on my mind a lot. Um, I kind of just want to like get financially set here before I like make any major life decisions and like go out there and like. It's always possible that I might not even be able to find work out there, and then we'll probably have to move back here or, like, back to my parents' house, which no one wants to do, so. <laughs> no, don't think like that. I'm fully confident that you will make that crap work, man. You put in a lot of work already, and your work is... Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I definitely believe in myself, but, you know, it's always possible, man. Yeah. So, um, but Atlanta is definitely on my mind for sure. Um, depending on how things go here I might stay I know there's like been stuff coming back uh, I got a couple buddies that I graduated with or they graduated a year or two before me that are working on stuff right now um, one of my buddies just got into the union as a grip mm -hmm. 
And another one of my buddies is working on Swamp Thing in the camera department. So yes, definitely possible. Um, so I'm kind of just waiting here, uh, seeing how things shake out. And if the work comes back, I'm going to stay here because I, I love it in Wilmington. Um, it's like just big enough but not too big, and it's not like a like small town feel. It's like a city with a small town feel, but not too small. It's like not too big and not too little. Yeah. Wilmington is absolutely amazing. We always love going down there and hanging out. Um, but yeah, I definitely, I, I can see you in Atlanta. Atlanta is a great city. I mean, there's a lot going on in Atlanta, so hopefully that works out as well. So yeah, right now I'm kind of just playing it by ear and seeing, seeing where life takes me. Perfect. Perfect. So, well, yeah, tell us where we can find you on the internet. Um, you can find me at uh, russellhuffmandp.com and on Instagram at russellhuffmandp. And then you can also find me on YouTube and Vimeo and just search Russell Huffman. Um, that should pop up. It's one of the first searches. Yes, and I'm on your website right now. His work is absolutely beautiful, guys. He has photography work as well, right? So if you need any work for that, he can do that. Yes. Um, hire him for your music videos, please. His work is so good. Um, if you're in Wilmington, please hit up Russell. I will fuck y'all up if you don't. <laughs> and I know who's listening to this who live in Wilmington. I'm talking to you. <laughs> but yes, dude, Russell, thank you so much for being flexible and doing an interview with us again. This is yeah, awesome. man, absolutely. It's my pleasure. Yeah, absolutely. So yes, so hit Russell up. Follow him on the interwebs and keep listening to Free Pizza. We're on Spotify and Facebook and SoundCloud. I'll say YouTube. We're not on YouTube yet. Um, (laughs) All the other things. Uh, But much love. Thank you, Russell, again. And peace out. Take care, man. The Free Pizza Podcast. We are on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud. Just go on the Google App Store. Go on everywhere. Check us out on Instagram, Facebook, MySpace, LiveJournal, Twitter. We tweet. We'll do smokes, niggles, whatever y'all need. Thank y'all so much. Have a good night.